0: I'm Brandon Bartnick, and this is the Future of Mobility podcast. The Future of Mobility podcast is focused on the pursuit of safe, sustainable, effective, and accessible transportation of goods and people. Given the critical nature of the world's climate and energy needs, these topics have never been more important, and they're certainly important to me. So this podcast is a weekly interview series in which I learn from and put the spotlight on the people helping to develop and implement the technology required to move us forward. Who am I? As mentioned, my name is Brandon Bartnick, and I'm an engineer who realized that making a positive impact is the most important thing to me, both through this podcast and my career in the industry. If you're passionate about any of the topics I cover here, please feel free to reach out on LinkedIn or Twitter. I'd love to connect. Also, if you hear anything you like, please consider sharing the future mobility with a friend or colleague. This podcast is brought to you by Edison Manufacturing and Engineering. Technology innovation is great, but it doesn't mean anything if we can't bring our impactful products to life, which means we have to build them. And unfortunately, that's easier said than done, especially for startups and evolving companies that need a reliable option for low volume builds. That's where we come in. Edison is your turnkey manufacturing partner, specializing in build and assembly of highly complex products in annual volumes of 10 to tens of thousands, utilizing an agile and capital light approach. If you need a trusted manufacturing partner, then please visit us at edison-mfg.com or feel free to reach out to me directly at brandon.bartnick at edison-mfg.com or by visiting my LinkedIn page, Brandon Bartnick. Now to this week's episode. Today we have a special episode. So rather than a new guest this week, recording this uh, July 4th week of 2022 holiday, a little slower here in in the US. And I figured this would be a good opportunity to speak about a recent change for myself and, and for the podcast. So astute listeners out there might have realized that about, about a month ago, so early June 2022, the Future of Mobility podcast switched from being presented by FEV to being presented by Edison Manufacturing and Engineering. And this was not, yeah, not a coincidence. Also, my, my day job, my Career um, coincided with a a change as well, and that after five and a half years with FEV, most uh, most recently here as director of new business development and marketing, I changed and I now work for Edison Manufacturing and Engineering. It's it's more complicated than that, I'm part of a yeah, but more more complicated than that. But essentially, I'm one of my roles is as director of business development and marketing for Edison Manufacturing and Engineering, and so. Maybe the obvious question is okay, why and how does that tie into the podcast here? So, maybe the first thing podcast is still going, it's still going on strong. It's still there, there's going to be maybe minor modifications over time as I'm adjusting kind of my, my own focus and interest and such. But the underlying themes of safe, sustainable, effective, and accessible mobility still will be the objective, the theme, talking to the people who are leading the development and implementation of that technology. Still super critical, still the thing that I'm really passionate about in this podcast and also my career. So I want to take a few minutes here, maybe more than a few minutes, talking about what went into that decision to, to make this career change and to join Edison Manufacturing and Engineering and how I feel this is actually the the most important thing that I could be doing to, to move those objectives forward. So I had a tremendous tremendous role at FEV, something that I enjoyed deeply, the great company, incredible people I worked with, really exciting work. So at FEV, they're on the development side, right? They're developing the technologies, helping as a engineering services partner, developing the technologies that are required to get us to this safe, sustainable state of transportation. Throughout all, all application segments, propulsion systems, automated and um, assisted driving, connectivity, vehicle level stuff, re- really cool work. And I was right, right in the mix of that, which, which I really enjoyed. But one of the most important themes that has come, that I've come to appreciate partly through the conversations I've had on this podcast, is that although technology development is very important. It's and challenging. It's not, not the whole puzzle here we're trying to solve. So if we do have the end state of safe, sustainable, effective, accessible transportation, we need more than simply new technology to make that happen. You need to develop and implement intelligently that technology to make the change that, that you want to make. And depending on what technology you're talking about or who you're talking to, that implementation phase actually can be where the bulk of the challenges are or at least there is a disproportionate amount of people i think working on the product development side now and not as many people trying to solve this problem of, okay how do we actually put this technology into into use and, and make the changes that we're trying to make and we see that with supply chain issues now manufacturing issues that we have as well as many downstream things of just realizing that yeah some of this technology that's been de- developed is not to, not going into it. Into effect and ultimately not making the imp- the intended impact to the degree that it should be. So I keep coming back to this. I kept coming back to this theme of implementation and, in particular, within implementation, manufacturing, as I just alluded to, was this challenge that that kept coming up. And even more specific within that, this challenge of low volume manufacturing seemed to be a tremendous hurdle. And there are a few few different flavors of this. So. One is that you think of like a, a startup company or someone, an emerging company that's developing a, a new technology. They do the product development work, do the R&D work, come up with something that solves a the problem. They have a proof of concept, a prototype. They show, hey, look, this thing does what it's intended to do. That's awesome. That's that's great. And good thing is, most intelligent groups of engineers and technicians come together. You can you can build one of these things. You can build a couple, a few even. And you can get that proof of concept phase into, um, and you can be successful there. But the next step, then, of building ten, building hundred, building a thousand of these products, or even more, looks very different. And the way you approach those builds needs to look very different. So rather than simply putting something together in, in a in a warehouse in a in a garage you need to be much more intentional about the manufacturing quality needs to be, you need these things to be consistent, right? You need to follow quality management process. You need to develop a highly effective and repeatable manufacturing process that allows you to build these products in a way that maintains a, the highest level of quality, or at least the quality of the level quality that you need. And also gives you kind of that, that feedback of, proof that yes this every every part was built the way that it was supposed to but there's a balance here too so despite the fact that a thousand or a hundred is very different than one or two it's also very different than what we'll call high volume and high volume is relative depending on the industry for automotive it's hundreds of thousands for I don't know if we're talking about uh, like class 8 trucks or tens of thousands maybe we're talking agriculture construction less than that marine I, I mean there's this, this definition of what is high volume is, is really relative depending on the industry and the product. But there's this consistent theme in that there is an established supply chain for high volume. There's tier one, tier two pliers, suppliers there are contract manufacturers who are very good at high volume manufacturing. And once you get to that level, that's great. You can tap into that supply chain. You can utilize that. But that doesn't help you when you're in the low volume phase. All right. So. If you're not building 100,000 of something, if you need to build 1,000, you try to work with these companies that are optimized. They probably don't even want to work with you, right? Because they are making margin based on particular quantities of products. And if you're making much less than they're used to, it's probably not even worth their time. And if they do work with you, you're trying to utilize these processes that are optimized for much higher volumes. And you're trying to scale it down drastically, and you end up with something that's likely automated more than it should be, likely requires much more capital expenditure upfront than a young company should. So that's not that big of a problem if you know your startup and you have this hockey stick growth curve that we, we see so often that, you know, projections of market adoption, we have, oh yeah, we're gonna start start here and we're gonna find that we're gonna take off, right? And we're gonna reach that high volume mark in a, in a couple of few years. If that happens that's that's great, but the reality is most new companies coming into the space do not follow that growth curve that their their hopes their targets at the beginning. It takes them much longer to reach the scale and some companies never reach that scale at all. they find this kind of middle ground, and that can be a very viable business, and it's not necessarily a problem intrinsically, but it is a problem if your approach has been completely dependent on meeting these volume targets, and you've sunk yourself into such a hole with capital expenditure up front that you're never going to pay it off because your piece price um, and your your per unit profit is not going to get you there unless you're selling high volumes. So this 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 aspect of low volume very challenges, challenging. There's also another flavor of, of low volume manufacturing that I would uh, challenges that I would mention mention, and this is the one. I don't know, probably the, the least exciting from the outside i'm looking in but this is companies who are pivoting away from legacy products so think, think of for example a company who in the propulsion system space they've been doing conventional propulsion system for I don't know, for forever for their company's history now they want to transition they want to trend transition towards electrification and they're putting a lot of resource in the product development and transforming assembly plants and and all this but you also have to realize yes there's this real there's this exciting new thing coming there's also the reality of legacy products aren't going away internal combustion engines are going to continue to be sold for some period of time no one knows exactly what that is but for some period of time and those volumes going to drop over time so what used to be or currently is high volume isn't going to be anymore And these companies need to find a way to handle this effectively so that they can focus their efforts on reforming themselves, making the positive impact that they want to make in these new exciting technology areas. I'll also throw out a third example. So third flavor of low-volume manufacturing challenges. There's a truth that not all products, and I mentioned this before, but not all products need to reach the high volume threshold to be considered successful. Some products, some companies can have a long, profitable run of success by serving a specific niche at lower than industry standard volumes. Again, not on its surface a problem, but it is a problem if you try to shoehorn a high volume manufacturing approach into these lower volumes. So regardless which flavor we're talking about, you know, these three, three different options I mentioned. I firmly believe that this this challenge of low-volume manufacturing is a significant hurdle for many of the companies working to define safe, sustainable, effective, and accessible transportation ecosystems. So, and I mean, if you add on to that too, this, these aren't the problems that these companies want to solve, right? So they, they're working on their technology solution. They're working on the development and the implementation of the solution. They're not... Didn't, likely didn't go into business to become manufacturing experts that's part of the challenge part of the part of the problem that needs to be addressed but that's not their focus so with all this on the background, backdrop this is why i'm so excited about what we're doing here at edison we're here as an enabler you have all these companies that are facing this challenge of low volume manufacturing and we're here to be a solution for them to overcome that so this is the one problem that we are working to, to handle and to address and to do really well. We've established an experienced team, done this work for some of the most complex technologies in the industry, including some of the biggest names in the industry. And we're laser focused on this particular challenge of being really good at handling low volume manufacturing, being really good at handling high change environments. So when you have products that need to change over time, You have volumes that need to change rapidly sometimes or aren't consistent, and you have supply chains that are not optimized around the specific volumes that we're talking about. And so we put our systems in place, our processes in place, our entire focus as an organization as doing this really well. And in that, I believe playing a role to help companies that would otherwise kind of fall into this uh, valley of despair with their upfront huge capital expenditures and this inefficient approach to low volume manufacturing we're hoping to smooth that over for them and to be someone that they can rely on as a trusted high quality partner to take care of their their low volume manufacturing needs add in the fact that i and I'll get to be part of a small leadership team defining and creating the future of an early stage organization in edison and not only that, but this is a leadership team that has been assembled around a shared vision of building a people and values-first organization that will positively impact the lives of our employees, our partners, and customers, our local community, and hopefully our industry. So, throw all that together, and it's it's an environment something that I'm I'm super excited about. Um, so you'll you'll see the Edison logo on on the podcast now. Hopefully, you get a bit of a better feel about what we're doing, where we're coming from. Of course, if you or someone you know kind of if you uh, fall into one of those categories I mentioned of, of you know a startup innovative company who's facing this this low volume challenge, a company who's trying to evolve and is trying to uh, handle legacy work, or someone who just happens to fall beneath the threshold of high volume. If that's you, if that's someone you know, please I'd love to talk. Reach out and. I'm I'm super excited about this role. I think it's it's really meaningful work. Uh, part of a company in the southeast Michigan area, bringing manufacturing back here, trying to grow, trying to make a positive impact. So, yeah, I've transitioned away from the engineering services space into this manufacturing as a service space. But um, yeah, the the as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, the underlying objective of trying to make an impact towards safer, more sustainable, more effective, and more accessible mobility. Never stronger. So I'm, I'm super excited about the future. Appreciate you being here um, and listening. And uh, as always, more to come next week. Thank you for listening to the Future of Mobility podcast brought to you by Edison Manufacturing and Engineering. If you have a need for a trusted manufacturing partner for low volumes of highly complex products, then please visit us at Edison-MFG.com. Or feel free to shoot me a note directly at Brandon.Bartnick at Edison-MFG.com or visit my LinkedIn page, Brandon Bartnick. Edison specializes in build and assembly of highly complex products and annual volumes of 10 to tens of thousands, utilizing an agile and capital light approach. If you're making an impact in the mobility space, we'd love to help. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Future Mobility Podcast.